0: Today on Locked On A's, we're finally going to talk about it. I've been waiting a full day to talk about it. The A's are becoming more fun, and it's because they swept the stupid Astros. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 431 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's are fun again. We're going to talk about that Astros series. I know it's been a day, but we're going to talk about it because it's the A's first sweep of the year. It's also. The first time the Astros have been swept all season, and they took all their frustration out on the lowly Mariners once again. So, uh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, Also, we're going to talk about a couple of guys that have been really catching. We're going to talk about a bunch of guys that have been catching my eye and why they are more fun right now. So that is, we're going to have a good time on today's episode. No trade talk, I don't think. I wrote this yesterday. (laughs) I don't think there's any trade talk. We're going to have fun today. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But uh, before we get into anything, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms, so please subscribe. And, uh, you know, follow us on social media, at Locked on, A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, go join that Twitter community. There's 33 followers strong right now, and we're having a great time. We're talking about trades. People are proposing different trade ideas. It's a good time. Get in on some of the fun over at Twitter. It's a Twitter community. Just type in locked on A's. Easy. But let's talk about the A's being fun because the A's have started off their week by sweeping the Houston Astros and more importantly, giving me my first victory in win of the week. I chose Wednesday's game as one of the week, and then they've won the first two games of this series for the third time in a row. And I was very concerned that I was gonna lose. Yet another game. I keep picking Wednesday games. That might have been my fatal flaw. Uh, they were 6-0 and heading into this game in the games that I did not pick for win of the week. And 0-2 in the games that I had picked. But here we go. I got my first victory, and the A's got their first sweep. So, you know, we were all celebrating equal amounts, I would imagine. You know, they had they partied with Steph Curry. I had a six-month-old baby who was just turning seven months. And, you know, equal. Equal. We, we were both just popping bottles. <laughs> Uh, the A's have also been stacking up wins in the win column. Uh, they're seven and three in their last ten, and eight and three in their last eleven. We're not going to go any further back than that. They're they're dominating baseball right now. We're not going any further back than eleven games, but those last eleven games. Practically unbeatable is all I'm going to say. And that span includes taking two of three from the Astros in Houston, a doubleheader split with Detroit, taking two of three from Texas, and then sweeping the Astros at home. I mean, obviously Detroit's not a great team. Texas is up and down their divisional foe, whatever, but... That's a lot of wins against the Astros right there. Five of those wins against the Astros. And the Astros have World Series aspirations, but they always take a break credit around now and you know let the A's think that they can actually beat them when it comes to October. But we don't have to worry about that this year. <laughs> the A's have had success against Houston in the past, but for this A's squad to have beat them five out of six is pretty darn impressive. Uh, one of the reasons for that success is against the Astros is because of Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin's been amazing. He has a 185 ERA in the month of July and made three starts against Houston. Three out of his last four starts have been against these Houston Astros. And he's totaled 19 innings, given up five runs. Uh, He walked two, struck out 10. That's a great stat line. I mean, obviously you'd want to see more strikeouts, but I'm fine with him having a 185 ERA against one of the best, offenses, and best teams in baseball. I'll take that. I don't care how they outscum. Just if it's a strikeout, if it's a ground, if it's a pop, I don't care. He did his job. He did amazing work. You know who else does that? Nobody. Garrett Cole's going to get shelled by the Houston Astros and the ALCS. Just watch. But uh, on Wednesday, Cole Irvin dominated the Astros over seven frames with a fastball that was averaging just a tick above 90 miles per hour so. He's a pitcher, friends. He can pitch. Uh, he was pitching to contact, which helped to keep his pitch count low, which kept him in for seven innings. And he didn't make any mistakes. That's the key with Cole Irvin. If he's, you know, leaving balls up or he's not hitting his spots, he's going to get hit a little bit. You saw that with him against the Mariners last year. He hasn't pitched against the Mariners this year, and he's got a, almost a sub-3 ERE. I think it's a 3.05 after yesterday's start. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he'll he'll allow some, some hard-hit balls because of his lack of velocity, but as long as they're not As long as they are hit hard for singles or doubles, who cares? He can live to fight another day and end the inning in a different fashion, especially if it's a single. He can give up a few of those as long as they're not going over the fence. His ERA is going to be 185 in July, my friends. Uh, And former Astro Tony Kemp went 6 for 11 in this series with 5 total RBI when you include a home run and at least 1 run batted in per game. They get 3 in the first game and then 1 and 1, but... Excellent performance the whole series from Tony Kemp. That's how you sweep a team. He's getting production the entirety of a series. Uh, He also added four doubles, which means that five out of his six hits were for extra bases. That's a nice dimension that the A's lineup has not consistently had this season. After the uh, Sunday game in Texas, I was looking for stuff to talk about for Monday's pod. And uh, I noticed that Stephen Piscotty had four hard-hit balls in that game on Sunday. Uh, he went 2-for-5 with a home run in that game, but he was batting one ninety-eight in limited action on the season, so I didn't mention it on the podcast or on social media. And boy, do I look foolish now because uh, that was a mistake. Stephen Piscotty ended up going 4-for-10 with a home run and two doubles in the series against the Astros, and is now batting two eighty. Over his last seven games, so he is on a bit of a hot streak. Go Stephen Piscotty, and I know that we all, you know, a lot of people try to trade him, myself included. Uh, but I'm trying to trade him now because I think that it'd be—he's—he may be nearing the end because he can't stay healthy. I want to see him go competes. I want to see him, you know, have all the nicest things because we all root for Stephen Piscotty, but it's, you know. When the A's are trying to compete, he wasn't there. So you're like, all right, well, can we use that roster spot somewhere else? And now I'm like, I want him to go have success if he's healthy. So whatever happens with Stephen Biscotti, I, I wish him the best. And, you know, hey, if he wants to sign a one-year deal for a league minimum and be the new Jed Lowry next year, I'm fine with that. Bring, bring Stephen Biscotti some at-bats. Uh, but one key to beating the Astros this season uh, was that they kept adding on late in the game. Oh, and by the season, I mean the series. But the A scored a run in the 8th on Monday and Tuesday, and then a run in the 7th on Wednesday. Uh, they won each of these games by two runs, and with Luchovino closing out two of those, and A.J. Puck, you know, still not getting his feet wet as a closer, getting some opportunities here and there when Luchovino's pitched a couple of days in a row. Uh, you want as many runs as you can get and on Monday. They needed those runs because Luchovino gave up a home run. They could have won by three. They won by two. It's all right. The A's aren't going anywhere. Whatever. They won the game. Uh, But if sweeping the Astros is not good enough, the A's also brought some streaks to an end in this series. First off, the A's completed their first sweep of the season, and it was the first time the Houston Astros have been swept all season, and that was by the 2022 Oakland A's like the second-worst team in baseball, so you, you'll love to see that. The Astros also hadn't trailed in a game in five straight against the Yankees and Mariners, then subsequently lost three games to the A's, a team that now sits 27 games back in the AL West. That's not good. Uh, the last streak that came to an end was uh reliever Ryan Stanek's scoreless streak, which was at 27 innings. That is one heck of a streak, but unfortunately, he ran into the buzzsaw that is the A's 29th ranked offense. Buzz, buzz, baby. Uh, well, I, I probably screwed up Jose Altuve's next swing. Uh, my bad. Um, that's also the sound that buzz saws make Buzz, buzz, baby. <laughs> so take note American League. The A's will not be a pushover the rest of the way. The Astros arrested some of their everyday guys throughout the series and just look what happened. The A's laid waste to the leaders of the American League West and probable winners of the American League West. Uh, you got to play your guys against the A's because the A's are you know trying. They're, they might not you know have the talent per se, but I got some guys that are hungry and trying to prove that they can be on this team next year. So that's something worth playing for. And the A's are going to bring their a game. Hmm. Uh, I hate myself for that one. I'm sorry. Uh, The playoffs come through Oakland. I wrote that. I wrote that. And I let that set the playoffs come through Oakland, unless, you know, a team already has a playoff position wrapped up much like the Houston Astros, then, you know, do play whoever you're going to play. But if you're on the cusp watch out for the Oakland Days my friends but uh, coming up on the show I'm going to talk about a couple of guys that kept kind of stood out over the last you know week two weeks but first, whether you're a casual card collector or looking for an exciting alternative investment opportunity, the free Sports Card Investor app has something for you. They, You can go look up Breakout Stars on this app and see what their cards are going for. Do you like Adley Rutschman? Do you like Julio Rodriguez? Who doesn't like Julio Rodriguez? How much is his rookie card selling for? Do you think that you can sit on it and sell it again later? This is what Sports Card Investor is is doing for you they're giving you what the card is going for now and you can find the best price for you in your own budget and then if you want to sit on it and you know pass it down for generations and be like look at this this is a cocoa crisp card it has this jersey in it from 2012. You can do that. I, does that card exist? I don't know. You have to look on the Sports Card Investor app to find out. And you don't have to look for, you know, just A's players. You can look for some of your favorite other players too, like Ken Griffey Jr., one of my favorite players. I go on this app and I'm like, hey, what's a Ken Griffey Jr. card? That that famous rookie card. What's that worth? And uh, it's a good time because those prices fluctuate. And uh, it, it's kind of like the stock market at times. <laughs> Card investing is wild right now, and the way to get on top of it is through this app. So download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play Store and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com/slash locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow our new YouTube channel. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Again, follow the Twitter community. Get get some trade proposals in there. Start a conversation. What's on your mind as an A's fan? What do you want other A's fans to be talking about? Come join the community and, uh, you know, have some fun. Be respectful, but have fun. Uh, And also, thank you guys so much again for making Locked On A's your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is on August 2nd. That is Tuesday of next week. And Locked On MLB has all of the breakdowns. Locked On A's will have your rapid reactions to any move made. And there's... Going to be a few. So, subscribe now on YouTube to Locked On A's. We have a a fun channel over there. There's video coming, especially trade videos, and you can be notified when each episode premieres. So, go subscribe to my channel at Locked On A's or any of the other teams that you are interested in having breakdowns with. I want to be talking with the guys from Locked On Angels. Haven't talked to them yet, but they put on a great show. Go subscribe to their channel too. Why not? Get a primer of what you're going to be in for next week when we do a little bit of a crossover. But let's keep talking about the A's being fun. And one guy that I did not expect to include in that conversation is Sky Bolt. And that's because we have all had jokes at Sky Bolt's expense, and there are still reasons to not necessarily be pulling for Sky Bolt, but I wanted to give him a little bit of shine today because he might just be starting to earn a spot on future A's teams, which is wild to me, but he's playing very well. Let's get into it. When Bolt was activated and Christian Pache was sent down, Bolt immediately misplayed a ball in center that cost the A's a game against, I'm pretty sure it was the Mariners. Didn't go back and check. I'm pretty sure it was the Mariners. And I tweeted something to the effect of, uh, Pache may need to work on his bat, but he makes that catch. And uh, that got some traction because Sky Bolt wasn't good yet. And he still might not be like, quote-unquote good his overall stats aren't great but he's doing he's having a good couple of weeks uh in two brief big league stints before this season bolt had hit below 100 in each of those so obviously he doesn't have the track record he kind of has some pedigree though he's he's not like a, a huge prospect but he's got some tools uh in 22 games this season he is showing off some of those tools uh I mean, not overall. He's hitting 220 overall. And over the last 15 games, though, he is batting 275 with a 341 on base, three home runs, seven RBI, and has cut down on his strikeout rate by quite a bit. Uh, During this run, I have joked that Bolt, uh, because this is completely unexpected, uh, is an MVP contender and, uh, you know, That's obviously a joke, and people are taking me very seriously, and I find that even funnier. But uh, over the last 14 days, he has been a top 20 hitter in baseball. He's been better than Vlad Jr. You know, the Vlad Jr. He's been better than Juan Soto, who was subject to all of the trade rumors right now, and is kind of holding up the Frankie Montas market, if we're being honest. So uh, go ahead and get traded, Juan. I mean... I, I hope that I like the team that you go to and you can root for them because I like Juan photo quite a bit, but get traded so that we can trade Frankie Montas and start getting excited about the future. Uh, he's better than Starling Marte, who, you know, is still a top 30 hitter, but uh, he's not better than Sky Bolt over the last 14 days. That's all I'm saying. Sky Bolt has been really, really, really good, you guys. So is this run sustainable? That is the question that I'm currently asking myself, and I can't look at Snapchat's. Uh, of, you know, two-week spans on baseball savant. So I have to look at the the good and the bad lumped together of his full 22-game span with the Oakland A's this season, and uh, we can make our best approximations from there. So he's hitting the ball a little bit harder. He's hitting it three miles per hour harder, which... Is a nice jump, I would say. It's also a bigger sample size, so maybe he could have done this the whole time, but he's hitting the ball harder on average, and he's up to 89.4, which is roughly league average, but he's up to league average now, so that's good. His max exit velocity is also up three miles per hour to 106.8. His launch angle is up slightly, just to 11.6, so still like low line drives, you know, not quite getting the, the home run. Uh, you know, 17 to 25 or whatever it is. Um, so that it could still go a little bit higher, but it's not. You know, 11.6 is not bad either. It's not Eric Hosmer negative exit <laughs> launch angle. So he's staying away from ground balls. That's good. And his hard hit rate has jumped up to 40%, which is fine. Um, it's not like elite by any means, but you know, 40%, that's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, two players have the exact same hard hit rate. Uh, one of those guys is the Pirates' Diego Castillo, who was also batting just over 200. I think he was hitting like 203. Uh, he has a similar exit velocity and a launch angle three degrees higher than Skybolt. Um, so he, he hasn't been great, I, is all I'm going to say about Diego Castillo. He hasn't been great, so that's one avenue that Skybolt could go down. Uh, The other is Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs, and he has a 9.9 degree launch angle, so a little bit about two degrees lower than Skybolt, a little bit more on the ground, but they have a similar exit velocity. Happ is batting 282, and he also strikes out a fair amount less and walks a good bit more, so there are other adjustments that Skybolt would have to make, but that could potentially be his ceiling is a high batting average guy like the 270 that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. And then. You know, maybe he can walk a little bit more, strike out a little bit less, and kind of turn himself into like an old school leadoff type, where he gets on base a little bit, and you know he hits for a decent average, but he doesn't have you know all of the. T- he doesn't always hit a home run or anything like that. He's not going to be like Ricky. I'm not talking about Ricky as a prototype like old school leadoff guy. I'm talking about like wh- whoever the other guys were back then. We all focused on Ricky. But uh, maybe he could be like one of those guys is kind of what I'm thinking. It's been two weeks, so in no way am I saying that Skybolt is going to be a sure thing. At the age of 28, he's finally figured it out after having 22 actual big league games under his belt in this season. But giving him some consistent playing time has given us a peek at what Skybolt could be. And that's got to be a little bit intriguing. You know, I'm intrigued by Skybolt now. Uh, Sure, he's got some other things, but I'm intrigued to see what he does the the next couple of months, especially after the trade deadline when he's probably going to have all of the playing time that he wants. Welcome back to Locked on Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying this show, make sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you can because those are very helpful for getting us on the Apple charts, on the Spotify charts. And, uh, you know, I I like seeing five-star reviews. That's great. If you want to leave some words, great. If you only want to hit five stars and hit submit, go ahead and do that too. That's also very much appreciated. Uh, Also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked on Ace on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, join the Twitter community it's at locked on AIDS it's on Twitter very easy to find um so let's talk about one more guy that has been very good all season long and is very intriguing since last year and that is Sam Mole Sam Mole who had him having a breakout season this year he's kind of doing the the Jake Diekman from 2020 only over the course of a full season um so I'm going to start off with a bit of a story, and it's not going to go anywhere, but let's go with it. Uh, late last year, I remember thinking, quote, <laughs> this is a thought that I had, but I'm quoting myself, uh, quote, this Sam Mole guy is intriguing, end quote. Uh, I have no clue why I thought that or what I was seeing, and I looked for the audio, and I could not find it. I, I have no idea what I saw in him, but I remember thinking, Samuel's intriguing. He's probably going to be on the team. He's probably going to replace either Chafin or Diegman, and he's replaced both. Um, and that was kind of my thought process: is hey, that's probably this guy's probably going to be on the team. They see something in this guy. Um, also, if you're starting a podcast, make sure to you know use descriptive keywords so that you can find things when you want to. You know. <laughs> reach back in the vault and say, hey, look at this, I was kind of right. Here's some audio to support that idea. Uh, but regardless of why I thought that Sam Mole was an, was an interesting person last season, this year he's been one of the stars of the A's. Who the heck is that bullpen? <laughs> uh, he holds a 172 ERA A K-rate of 10.1, and his baseball savant page is just covered in red, which is great. You want to see lots of red. That means that they're good. Um, His expected ERA... His expected batting average and his expected slugging all rank in the middle of the 90th percentile. I think it's between like 92 and 95. He's fantastic in all three of those things. His walk rate is in the 7th percentile, which is not great. So every rose has its thorn and every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. But uh, why the sudden turnaround? That's that's what I'm left wondering right now. I know that we're having fun. We're having a, a fun time today. So why is he having a turnaround right now? Let's talk about Sam Mole. Well, uh, he is still a two pitch pitcher, the same two pitches that he was thrown last year. Uh, he's relying on a slider and a, and a sinker, and his velocity has actually gone down by more than two miles per hour on the slider. Uh, that could be by design, potentially. I, I would like to ask him that. Is that by design? Because weird, uh, because then it exaggerates the difference in speed and gets more swings and misses if they're guessing wrong. Uh, is my thought process. Hey, are you trying to exaggerate the speed difference between the two pitches that you throw? You know, like having a fastball and a changeup. You want the changeup to be a big as big of a difference as you can because it's the same arm action all that stuff he's also flipped his usage between his sinker and his slider last year his slider was 44.9 percent of the time he what he was throwing and his sinker was 55.1 percent of the time this year his sinker is second fiddle at 41.9 percent of the time and his slider is at 58.1 so he's Slipped him and then also increased how much he's using that slider, or his main pitch, by 3%. Uh, last year, opponents hit 067 off of his slider, which was his second pitch. And it had an expected batting average of 104. So it makes perfect sense that he would use that pitch a little more often. That's kind of what you do sometimes. Maybe that's what the Ace saw. They're like, hey, uh, nobody can hit your slider. Throw that one more. And then, Boom! He's an all-star. Uh, he, he's not an all-star, but he was really good. Uh, hitters have had a hard time with uh, sliders these days. It's just hard to hit a slider because they move so much. And Sam Mole has the highest spin slider in baseball by over 100 revolutions per minute. He's a spinny guy, and he likes to spinny, spinny it. It's late. I'm sorry. <laughs> His sinker ranks fourth in spin, so he, he can spin those. Those balls. He can spin those balls real good. Uh, Usually that means loads of movement, but Sam Mole isn't near the top of the leaderboards in horizontal or vertical movement for either of these pitches. So that is uh, intriguing. I'm like, hey, what the heck's going on here? But his slider does move both horizontally and vertically, and that could be tricky for a hitter, especially when a guy like Sam Mole, who walks over four batters per nine, doesn't have pinpoint control so none of them are going to look the same. He kind of does. not I'm not saying that he doesn't know where the pitch is going he has a general idea but he's kind of just he might be aiming for the middle of the of the plate and then wherever it lands is where it lands and uh, that might be the most effective way to actually pitch if you're Sam mole and that makes a little bit of sense. I have no idea if I'm right but I've heard this works in the past I think that uh, who was it uh, Robbie Ray? last year with the Toronto Blue Jays. That's what he did. He just started aiming down the middle of the plate and his walks went away and he was the AL Cy Young winner. So, hey, sometimes it happens. And I think that this might be what's going on with Sam Mole here is they're like, yeah, throw your slider. It's really good. It spins really nice. It moves both up and down or up and side to side at the same time. Or, you know, up, down, side to side, same time. And it's hard to hit just go just go throw it i don't care where it goes just go throw it You're going to walk some guys, but you're going to have a 175 ERA, too. So sometimes just a lack of pinpoint control can work in a pitcher's favor, and it looks like Mole has the right mix of everything, especially lack of command, to keep this train of rolling. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen today. Now go make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast because MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings humor and passion and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. He's also great at interludes, so you never know when you're getting an ad break. He'll just start talking about something and I'm like, boom, built bar, it's great. Uh, so he's also the number one daily league-wide podcast that's locked on MLB, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. He does a great job over there. It's, his podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts, as well as locked on A's. Same places. Wherever you find this one, go find that one. Easy, simple, love it. Um, on the next podcast, I already have the three minor leaguers that you should know written up. That is going to be one of the next episodes, depending on if there's trades or what happens. So uh, yeah, keep an ear out for that one. Also next week, I'm talking to the guys from On Angels. It should be a barrel of laughs because they are showmen and I cannot wait to be just bombarded by their hilarity. It should be a good time. Got lots of questions about what it's going to be like without Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. It's going to be weird. So uh, yeah, make sure to tune in next week. And also we're, we'll be breaking down all of the trades as they happen. Frankie Montas is Most likely gone. Uh, Is Ramon Laureano going to stay or go? I think that he's probably gone as well. And then you also got uh, Sean Murphy probably gone as well. So three big trade guys for the A's. Who's going to be in the system for the A's next week? We'll be breaking all that stuff down for you guys. And real quick, before I leave, I just wanted to apologize. Uh, This is a daily podcast. And... It it has not been daily. I apologize for that. Uh, Currently, the son is uh, not sleeping great. He's got three or four teeth coming in. He's going through a cognitive leap. He's got a bunch of things going on. He just turned seven months. And so uh, finding quiet time to record has been a challenge. So I apologize for that. I'm working. uh, I'm going to be doing this more often for you guys. I, I promise it's coming. I promise. It will happen. There will even be video one of these days. How's about that? Uh, Currently, I am in a pitch black room staring at a computer screen and uh, hoping for the best. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. We're having a great time. I hope you guys are having a great time too. But uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, AS fans, and I will talk at you later.